Welcome to Alter Everything, a podcast about data science and analytics culture. I'm Maddie Johansson, and for today's episode, I pass the mic to our community data journalist, Megan Dipple. Megan first started using Alteryx as an analyst at Stanley Black & Decker, where she met Steve Broderick, our guest for this episode. Steve also used to work at Stanley Black & Decker and is now the Chief Transformation Officer at Alteryx. So in this episode, Megan and Steve dive into data democratization, including what it is, why we should care, and how to figure out a data democratization strategy. From creating a roadmap and prioritization process to establishing an enablement plan for analysts across the organization, Steve is full of practical tips and wisdom that will help you on your journey. So here's Megan to kick off the conversation. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. It's great to have you. Would love for you to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Good Good to speak with you, Megan. And uh, so my name is Steve Broderick. I'm the Chief Transformation Officer here at Alteryx. I have had experience most of my career inside uh, finance and have had a lot of involvement in the last, I'll say, five or 10 years in transformation analytics. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I um, am an avid outdoors person and like to kayak and hike and ski and pretty much do anything outside. That's awesome. I, I love to be outside as well, being in, in Colorado. Yeah, it's really fun to have you on here too, since we both used to work at Stanley Black & Decker. So that's a fun connection. So I'll just jump right into my first question for you. And that is, what does data democratization mean? I know that's a buzzword that we're hearing a lot in the industry. So what does it really mean to you? How would you break it down for, to someone? Yeah, I mean, the easiest, the part I think about when I think about data democratization is just getting the data in the hands of people who are going to use it. You know, in various situations I've been in or my teams have been in, there's varying degrees of having access and being able to get at the data sources you need to try to drive decisions. So when I think about democratization, it's making that available to people who are trying to solution something or look for insight, et cetera. Yeah, that's awesome. It's good to kind of really explain what that term means. And like once we know that we that data democratization is getting data into the hands of the users, like why should we care about that in in our organizations or why 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 would we want to get the data into the hands of everyone? Yeah, when I think about that question, Megan, a couple of things come to mind. I think one area that I would mention is there's just been an incredible amount of data in, in, that's available in our daily lives. So, you know, the ability for us to wake up in the morning, you check your phone for, you know, what the weather is, uh, you hop in your car and you put the ways on and figure out where that app will take you to as far as distance to get to a location. Once you're there, you can go to your phone and grab different spots to go shop or wherever you're looking to arrive in that particular day. So it's just the amount of data that is available at your fingertips is massive. And you know why should we care about it is I think if there's an ability for teams or individuals to harness the data that's around them, it just makes them be able to operate with a lot more speed and agility and also mm -hmm. become more effective as a result of having your hands on the data sets when you're trying to solve a particular problem. It just allows you to gain some perspectives and iterate and hypothesize and really work through it on your own. And I think that really lends itself toward more innovation if you have access to the to data at your fingertips. So yeah. there's a lot of benefits to it, but I think those are some of the ones that come to top of mind based on your question. Yeah, definitely. Along with that, 
um, when we're talking about getting data into the hands of your team, making them more agile. Curious to hear about any experiences you have with that, any examples you have from previous jobs about what that looked like and if there were challenges you had to overcome. Yeah, for sure. There have been many and you know, maybe uh, one broad statement, I'll give you an example, but just the amount of complexity in our daily lives or if you're in any position where you're trying to drive decisions. Today's environment is certainly more complex uh, than 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. So uh, when I think about that question, I, I think about just how much, how much is out there as far as available for us to go in and drive solutions with as far as the data is concerned. And one example in our past experience at, we were both in, at Stanley Black & Decker was when tariffs hit uh, the company, we had to quickly look at the data sources that housed all of that information as far as our part numbers, our commodities, our, our SKUs, and understand where the biggest impacts were so that we could go drive decisions around pricing and offsetting those costs. And you can imagine how difficult that is yeah. without visibility and transparency. So the advent of tools and processes that help us get our hands on that data, understand it in a deeper form, and then be able to drive decisions just is so critical for anybody who's looking at trying to solve a problem or engage around a challenge that involves data. Yeah, totally. I, I remember that time back at Stanley when everybody was talking about tariffs and there was a lot of stress. And <laughs> I think that having that data available, you know, that takes off just one one piece of the stress um, around tough, like economic situations like that. Meg, that was a good example to me, Megan, of uh, the power of having information and the transparency to figure out how you drive decisions. So totally, totally agree with you. Yeah. Going along with the topic of democratizing data could involve change. I was thinking about this topic and I was thinking about there could be fears in the organization around data security, about if we let all our users or all of our employees have access to all of our data, there's going to be huge data security implications and perhaps there are just some other fears around that. So what's your take on general fears about data security? around the topic of democratizing, you know, getting data to everyone? It's it's a very valid question I think a lot of teams are looking to solve for. And you know, in today's environment, you're trying to empower local decision maker or, you know, analyst and help give them access to the right information sets to mm -hmm. drive decisions and make recommendations. At the same time, there's a need to make sure that it's done in a controlled way where those data sources are validated the access to the data is getting in the hands of the right people. The way that I like to think about it, Megan, is there's probably a sliding scale in most in most companies where um, you have all the way on one side of the spectrum, full democratization and you know the ability to have everything at your fingertips. And all the way on the right side of the scale is a highly controlled environment where the users don't have really any access unless they go to somebody in the organization that provides it to them. In some cases, in for example, in regu regulatory environments or banks, there's a need to have that high level of control on data and, and what those uh, sources of data are. You know, those are in some cases systems of record and it's really critical. However, there's also many examples of analysis that involve data sources that are where there's less need for regulatory compliance and it's just more about empowering teams to drive decisions based on those data sets that become, can become available to them. 
in most cases, I think it's probably somewhere in the middle mm -hmm. where you need some level of control and governance and access. Uh, but at the same time, you can really empower users to um, have the ability to drive insights and test their hypotheses with data and start to iterate on solutions, et cetera. So to me, it's a sliding scale. And, um, you know, teams that will succeed in, in working through this are ones that involve both the business user plus the IT organization, the privacy organization, and they work together to understand what particular data set is being used and what level of governance is appropriate based on the particular area of need. Yeah, that's that's great. And that shows that it's not just a black and white issue. Um, there's definitely a scale. And you mentioned that IT and analytics and other teams need to be collaborating or be in communication. When we talked about this earlier, you mentioned the data council at Stanley Black & Decker. So I uh, would love to hear about what that was and how that like allowed for communication across those channels. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity there where you know, we just had that discussion about various areas of data and ensuring data quality and access and governance. But I think the thing that I've learned over the last several years in particular is the data touches a lot of people in an organization. And one of the things that was effective about that council that you mentioned is we organized every couple of weeks around the key stakeholders. You know, some of those folks were requesting data to drive KPIs and reporting. Other people in that community were looking at various technologies to support getting access to the data. There was the IT organization who was looking at the applications and the data sources and ensuring the quality of those data sources. So what we did is we created a community around the needs that are surfacing for insights and analytics. And rather than create an environment where everybody was operating in silos, we mm -hmm. had a team meeting every couple of weeks working through what were the priorities that we were trying to solve for and making sure that it was done in a controlled way, but also without sacrificing speed. And yeah. that usually is a cross-pollination of people who can make that happen as opposed to one individual function or business unit that uh, established a view. So uh, I think first couple of meetings we had, if I recall, were, you know, we were evolving it over time, but it got to a point mm -hmm. where there was a lot of great collaboration and each area, I think over time, had a better understanding for what the data analysis needs were and what they were be being used for. And then it became a lot of collaboration to get to the outcomes we were looking to drive. So I think it had an impact on the team of really creating more of a team environment around this. That's a really cool thing that, that we had at Stanley Black & Decker and the community of people at Stanley Black & Decker that were using data. So how did you engage with that community? First of all, we took an inventory of the folks inside the entire company who were uh, spent a preponderance of their time in either data elements and master data or analytics or artificial intelligence, et cetera. Uh, folks who were really working with data and analytics a significant portion of their time. That was the first step is look at who that community is. And then over time, we set up what we called an ambassador network where we logged the skills of that community. And we looked at, you know, people were able to essentially do a a proficiency and skills test that helped them understand where they were in a spectrum of data and analytics capabilities. And then we provided that team with access to training and other coursework that they could take at their on their own time, but that allowed them to continue to gain more skills and proficiencies with data analytics work that they were doing. You know, I think that was an important step because everybody has different goals with regards to um, their their skills that they're building. And I think in this case, we were able to have a meeting with some frequency, I believe it was monthly, where that team got together 
they talked about the coursework that they all were evaluating and whether it was helpful or not, or to what extent it was helpful. And also they were communicating what things they were working on that were driving outcomes or insights with data and analytics. That way there was a learning back and forth between the team members and became, I think, an area where people could learn from what others were doing. And that was a key part of helping them grow with their skills as well. So mm -hmm. I think that was something that was positive and uh, engaged teams more widely around the topics of data analytics and democratization and automation. So I, I think that's something that helped really people at the point of impact grow their skill set in the area and um, was a positive aspect for helping that community grow with their skills as well. Yeah, I think I remember that program and it was cool to see how people were using certain tools, um, whether it's Altrix or Power BI, and then get ideas for how to use them for your own projects through communicating those successes or showing off those use cases internally. Uh, that was something that I remembered from my time there. Yeah, and I think, you know, to build on what you just said there, that in most cases, those teams were either trying to organize the data or they were trying to visualize it and look for anomalies or areas of focus or lastly, create value with the data to a point where it could drive decision making that created value, reduced inventory, improved efficiency, drove potential for growth, you know, things of that nature. So there's such a wide arena when you think about data and analytics that it was good to get that group together to help understand, you know, what things were they seeing value in and what were they building skill sets around to get to the outcomes they were driving. So I think it was positive uh, for that team to, to go through and learn together. I would love to hear what are the most important steps for a company to take towards data democratization, really getting into the practical takeaways. Yeah, when I think about data democratization, a few steps that I think are critical are, number one, it's not just the access to the data, but it's also the quality of the, the data that's important. So companies yeah. continuously evaluating their enterprise data and the data foundation that it sits on and their tech stack, I think that needs to continue to evolve in most, most companies, uh, you know, over a multi-year, multi-decade roadmap. As companies acquire or, you know, become more complex, it's really important to have a continued emphasis on the data foundation. So I think that's a that's a critical part I wanted to make sure I mentioned yeah. today that uh, I think is a key part of democratization. Another one is just trying to align around priorities. Um, it can become very easy in today's world to just try to solve for all data. And, um, you know, in some cases, small data or some sets of data can be really useful to drive certain outcomes without a broad-based multi-year effort to uh, you know, to tie out data 100%, you know, within a large company. So I think that requires teamwork to understand what are the outcomes we're looking to drive with insights and analytics and data. And um, there are various ways to uh, enable a prioritization process around teams that kind of funnels the work effort into the right areas that drive either significant efficiencies or help with driving effectiveness in an organization. The third one I would say is probably more related to the people side, but you know, it, just because you have access or the data has become available does not necessarily mean that you're able to organize it, use it, and create decisions off of it. It's it's a learning curve that I think any individual, including myself, goes through. So I think having a very deliberate effort around taking an inventory of the skill sets that people have in analytics mm -hmm. and coming up with individualized roadmaps that help analysts along the journey of how do they organize around data? How do they visualize it? 
how they create value with it. It's something that uh, does not happen overnight. So I think companies that pay close attention to that and really empower their teams with training. And also there's a key element of digital literacy and data fluency that I think is becoming more critical in many organizations, if not all organizations, based on the you know, more complex environment and the need for speed that I've mentioned so far to date here. So I think that third party is very critical. If there's one more I would mention that is an important element of democratization, it's it can be a force multiplier to have leadership who understand the importance of people driving skills within analysis and data and sponsoring training or acknowledging wins that occur in the spaces of, you know, organizing, wrangling data and driving analysis that proves to be valuable to a company, uh, whether that's driving efficiencies or pointing to growth that may lie ahead, et cetera. So I think, you know, as, as leaders, it's an important step to encourage people to, to try to work in an environment that democratizes data and also work up the learning curve on how they grow as analysts using the data, visualizing it, and then creating value. Yeah, those were a ton of awesome practical steps and, and takeaways. And it's cool to hear that, knowing that I was an analyst, I didn't always get to see those high-level conversations. So it's cool to break that down in the podcast. And I can attest that I, I enjoyed being a part of the training. And um, there were lots of like trainings on data literacy and and different tech stacks. And so being able to develop those technical skills was was fun for me. And now I know it was part of a really solid strategy of data democratization. So that's awesome. That's great. That's great to hear. Yeah. So then switching gears a bit, but kind of in line with the topic of having senior level support and buy-in, you've talked in the past about how it's important for companies to align on data organization and process. And so from that side of things, looking at the organization and processes around data, what are some practical ways companies can align? Well, you mentioned it there. I, I feel like data and democratization of that data is is really important. I also feel that once you've got your hands on data and you're organizing it in a way where you can start to structure a path ahead for whatever you're trying to solve, there's an important element of process that is critical as well. So data that's presented in isolation is is maybe a value, but if you create a environment where your business processes change and shift, I think that's often the goal of an analyst and you know, somebody who's working through a, a challenge to solve. And you really have a difficult time doing that if you're not assessing your current process, looking at the steps of decision making and how to automate, but also create a better path for the future process that you, you're engaged around. So for example, if you're in a supply chain organization and you're faced with how do you optimize inventory levels, it would be advisable to work through how do you connect your demand sources, but also the supply sources to create a optimal level of inventory that supports the customer, but mm -hmm. with the appropriate level of safety stocks, et cetera. So the data is an important part of that, but also how do you take decisions differently based on that in the whole spectrum of demand through supply and ultimately your suppliers is a pretty vast arena, right? So I think it's important as we think about data democratization to also think about what ways are there to automate process in addition to the data itself mm -hmm. and also visualize that so that it becomes more standardized as a go forward process. You know, maybe the third element that I think is critical is mistake proofing. So if you have an environment where you've got your hands on the data, 
you have done a value stream map and you figure out what the path is ahead to create a new future process, leveraging better data and insights. It's also keeping an eye toward what are those, what's flexing for your inputs and your outputs and, and looking at how, how you're driving outcomes with the data sets and analysis that you're doing and continually evolving that over time. So it's never a, a dull moment when you're working in the analytics and democratization environment, but I think those are some of the key steps that help companies be more agile and sustainable. Yeah, that's great. A lot of great points there. It sounds to me like data democratization involves not only having the data, having the tools, but also establishing the processes and investing in the people as a way to summarize. So that's a great, great way to summarize it. I couldn't, couldn't have said it better. Awesome. <laughs> well, I guess I summarized it well because you explained everything so well. We'll just go with that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, team, this is, Meg. yes, <laughs> this has been, um, an awesome conversation. So thanks so much for being willing to be on the podcast and share your insights from experience with us and really enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it too. And, uh, I'm a learner in this space, you know, it's an area of high interest to me and it's always exciting to think about, you know, the space of data analytics and how you can really empower teams with insights and get to more agile decision-making I think everybody's after. So uh, yeah. I'll continue to learn in this area. And uh, it's been great to share at least some of my experiences here with, with you today. Great. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more data democratization resources, check out our show notes at community.altrix.com slash podcast. Catch you next time.